Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Doesn't get any better than to have an hour of my program sponsored by those wonderful people. Thank you, Mars, my friend of many, many years. And if you're in a Callaway's today, beautiful day to get into Callaway's. I hope you'll let them know that you heard the program and that you appreciate their sponsorship. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the program, and welcome to a very special program. In about three minutes, we're going to be joining Dr. George Ray McEachern, Professor Emeritus. That means he retired sometime in the past. That past is just a few months ago from Texas A&M, the Texas AgriLife Extension uh, Service, something like that. Uh, He was the state fruit and pecan specialist. As far as I'm concerned, he still is. And we're going to talk about fruit and pecans exclusively for the next two hours. This is a program that George Ray and I have done for some time now. I'll ask him to hone in on the number of years. And uh, that's what our topic will be between now and 10 o'clock. If you have a question that pertains to fruit and pecans, a home orchard, a home vineyard, a commercial orchard or vineyard, and you'd like to talk to the best, Pick up that phone right now, and let's uh, let's give a call. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Mike Bass is screening the calls, answering the phones, running the boards, doing everything. And if you have a lawn or landscape or vegetable gardening question, please don't call this morning. Uh, I mentioned that last week. I, I dealt with those questions yesterday on my program on Sister Station KLIF. I will do that again next Saturday. On Well, let's see, I'm off the air because of TCU basketball next Saturday there. But I'll be back on the air here one week from right now, and I'll handle them then. But uh, today only, it's your treat, because one time a year I turn my program over to a guest, and that's Dr. George Ray McEachin. We'll get that underway in just a moment, but first we have our, our regular Sunday morning guest, and that's Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager, and that is for the Botanical Research Institute of Texas and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve, good morning. And let's see if Steve is there. Mike, do you have Steve? Can you hear me? I do hear you. You sound okay, wonderful. Yes. Sound like you're right I'm in my here. ear. That sounds great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you uh, you have things going on in the garden, and I know you always do some nice things uh, in uh, in honor of Dr. George Ray McEachern. What's happening in the Fort Worth Botanic Garden right now? Well, this past week we did remove frost cloth from all the annuals that we had covered during the last cold snap. Mm-hmm. Uh, butterfly pupae have arrived. They arrived this past week for our upcoming live butterfly exhibit in the conservatory. The conservatory is now filled with nectar plants for those butterflies. And the conservatory, of course, is closed to the public now until the butterfly exhibit opens, which is February 25th. So we'll be building up the population of butterflies in the conservatory until we open on the 25th. That's when the uh, butterfly have, exhibit opens, Steve? Yes, yes. The exhibit op- the exhibit itself opens on the 25th. So until right. then, the conservatory is closed. We're building up the population of butterflies. Uh, pollinator plants are in there. So we're just getting everything ready for the 25th now. All right. And, uh, folks, this is timed entry uh, tickets. You need to get your tickets bought. You need to go to the website that Steve will give in a moment and get your tickets bought. What are the uh, weeks of the uh, of the the event? Do you have those right off the tip of your head? Uh, well, it's about a, it's a six week exhibit. It starts February twenty fifth and runs through April tenth. Okay, good deal. Keep going. 
Yes. Well, I just wanted to mention we do have some upcoming projects that will soon start in the garden. We'll be renovating Old Garden Road, turning that into a beautiful um, uh, pedestrian walkway, a beautifully landscaped pedestrian walkway. I can give you more information later on these projects, but uh, we will also be building a new full moon bridge in the Japanese garden, renovating the tea house in the Japanese garden, and rebuilding the cascade on the ramp in the rose garden. So a number of projects soon to start that will really enhance the beauty of the garden. All right. You have a featured plant this week that is something right up the line of what we'll be talking about. It's a fruit-bearing plant. Well, it is indeed, and uh, this is one of the best uh, for our area. This is the jujube, Elizabeth jujuba. Uh, this is native from southeastern Europe all the way through uh, the Far East. It's a tree. It's a rather small tree. It gets about 30 to 40 feet tall. It's a slow to moderate grower. It thrives in hot, dry sites and in our alkaline soil. Flowers appear in April. The fruit then appears late summer, fall, uh, and they are sweet and date-like. They, they look like little dates, in fact, or little apples, little uh, reddish-brown apples. Uh, it's a good tree for our area. It does sucker, so just be aware of that, but uh, it's very well suited for our climate. You're a very good salesperson. Uh, you say this is one of the best for our areas. This is an acquired taste, is it not? Well, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave it at that. It's a beautiful plant, and there yeah. are cultures that love this fruit. Uh, for those of us who did not grow up eating this fruit, uh, it's it's a very interesting fruit, and I like the plant very much, but you're not going to just take it right off the off the plant <laughs> and say, man, that's the best thing I ever ate, and uh, you, you get used to it. It's, yeah. Is that all fair? Well, yes, yes. All right. What events do you have coming up, Steve? I know you're trying to help me get on to George Ray, and I appreciate that. Yeah. What events do you have coming up? Well, the first of several dog days in the garden is this Saturday and Sunday, February 19 and 20. The 19th and 20th from 8 to 5, guests are invited to bring their canine family members to the garden and give them a new leash on life in a beautiful mm -hmm. outdoor setting. Regular admission is required for humans with an additional $5 per dog. Members, human members, uh, get in free, but they must pay $5 for their dog, and they get a complimentary bandana. So membership has its benefit. For the health and happiness of our furry friends, hydration stations will be available across the campus. To ensure the success of dog days and the safety of all participants, the garden asks that guests and pets adhere to Specific rules and etiquette, which are posted on the garden's website under calendar and events. I think I get that picture. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How does somebody find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. A couple of miles west of downtown Fort Worth. And it's the same exit you take for the zoo, but you go north instead of south. Yeah. Easy as that. And how do I find the website? That's the important one for buying those tickets for butterflies. It is. Yes, it is. FWBG.org. FWBG.org, Fort Worth Botanic Garden. That'll help you remember that. And for old-timers who have phones that they want to dial and listen to a message, that recorded message is uh, found at? Yes, 817-463-4160. Steve, that was a perfect report. I appreciate your help. You're wonderful. I'll talk well, to you next you. Sunday.
All right. Thank you. Steve Huddleston from the uh, Fort Worth Botanic Garden. And uh, let me uh, tell you about Whiz-Q Stone now, and then we'll get right to George Ray McEachern. Whiz-Q Stone, since 1983, this third-generation family business has been bringing the finest in stone to the most beautiful landscapes in north-central Texas, and that could include your landscape. 22 acres of stone. They have a stone for every project. Maybe you want landscape boulders for decorative looks. Maybe you want large stones for building a, a... Oh, let's just say a a fountain um, or a decorative accent of some sort. Perhaps you need retaining wall stone or uh, you might want uh, river rock for edging or for a dry stream bed. Maybe you need flagstone or, uh, as I mentioned, retaining wall stone or you want decorative gravel or anything in between. Pavestone, interlocking concrete pavers, you name it, you'll find it at Whiz-Q Stone. They're open six days a week, closed on Sundays at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Great people, Mike and Derek Wisnan, a father and son team. Look them up when you get there and you'll enjoy meeting them. Again, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, way Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822, whiz Q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. I'm Jim Burton with Calloway's Nursery in McKinney. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Hey, Jim Burton, big Jim Burton, he says when he introduces himself, and he is a very nice person, very easy to talk to, and that's our store. That's the one I drive by. That's the one I stop at. He keeps a nice, tidy store. Thank you, Jim. I welcome to our airways right now a friend of longstanding and a retired member of the Texas AgriLife Extension, or as George Ray and I both knew it, the uh, Texas Agricultural Extension Service of Texas A&M, Dr. George Ray McEachern. George Ray, good morning. Good morning. It's always good to have you here. How many years is this now? We're on year 39. 39, I love that. We're not quite up there with the Super Bowl in number of years, but, but we're trying to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been on the same day as the Super Bowl all of this time, and, and uh, he has made his career in fruit and pecans and uh, at the top level, winning a lot of awards and, and uh, doing a lot of great research. And uh, he is here to help you with fruit and pecan questions. If you're wondering how to grow the, the most productive uh, crop in your backyard or in your orchard, this is your chance to call. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. And uh, I invite you to fill up those phone lines as the morning goes out. We'll have George Ray right up until 10 o'clock as we have each year. And Mike is uh, screening calls to make sure that we don't let any uh, uh, any flower or vegetable calls in. That there's time for that other weeks. Um, and I will uh, also mention to you something that I have done this year that I've never done before: the uh, timing, because I have to hit a lot of different breaks uh, uh, in in the program. Uh, sometimes we're left with like 45 seconds or a minute. And I want to get a, a quick uh, question in, but uh, when you take people on the phone and they're, they're, they greet George Ray and, and uh, chat goes on, it doesn't happen in just a minute. I invited my people who take my electronic newsletter, eGardens, I invited them to submit questions Thursday night uh, that we could just kind of slip in if we had time. And I have a lot of questions that came in that way. I said that would be the only way that 
that I would be taking those sorts of questions. I would not announce it anywhere else. And, um, and so you'll be hearing those questions asked, and I'll identify who asked by first name and, and where they were, and, and we'll get those questions answered, and some of those will be pertinent to maybe what you would want to ask. So, uh, so there are a couple of ways to do it, but you are invited to call 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. eGardens goes to about 80,000 homes, and uh, you'll hear some of these that are from, uh, cities way outside what you would assume to be the BAP listening audience uh, range, and so that would uh, uh, explain that. Uh, and we will get that underway in just a moment. Um, I, I do have uh, one, George Ray, that I want to ask, and that uh, came from Craig in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He has an old pecan orchard that's 75 to 80 years old, probably still with 25 uh, trees remaining. And he says when he got the orchard, uh, people told him that 30 or more years uh, the uh, uh, orchard had been kind of neglected. What can he do to get the the trees back to productive again? I had several questions that came in that I didn't put in the list. I sent the list to Dr. McEachern uh, that were very similar. How can I restore an old tree that isn't bearing like it used to? What do you do with an old pecan tree? Well, nature has selected the spacing, so we're not going to talk about tree spacing or varieties. But of what you can do, the thing we worry about the most or the thing we focus on the most is water. And the best way to water is have good weed or grass management. Pecans are not competitive with any of your long grasses, so the lower, the closer your, your, your sod under the trees can be mowed, the better it is. Uh, Also, uh, we talk a whole lot about nutrition and everything. If your trees have flowers and they produce the little pecans in the spring, it would be good to put three small nitrogen applications under the trees out at the drip line. And we're talking about any kind of fertilizer is okay, but we like to concentrate on nitrogen. So we're saying once in April... And then we come, uh, then we come back, and we have one in June, and then we come back with another one in July. Now the second two are applied only if the pecan tree uh, has flowers. If it doesn't have flowers, we only put the nitrogen on one. But by and far, the best thing we can do to trees is if we if we can water them. If we can water, if we can't, let's at least keep the weeds low as we can keep them. All right, good deal. Thank you very very much, Craig. Thanks for that question. And uh, we have a Fred in Athens who is on the phone uh, with asking about uh, selecting grafting stock. And uh, Harold in Stephenville wondering about blackberries. So we'll get to both of you gentlemen in just a moment. Let me take a quick break to tell you about Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Now in its fifth printing, sixth printing is kind of on the presses and kind of not. They ran out of paper halfway through, so they are waiting on the second delivery of paper. It is life in these times. It will drive you nuts. I have enough of the fifth printing to get me for a while longer, maybe a month or two longer. If you want to get a copy of my book, The Changes Between Fifth and Sixth Printing, uh, there is one, uh, maybe, I think it may be two paragraphs that have changed 
and they deal with last year's uh, freeze. And that is all. That is all, all. This book is, uh, you don't want to wait on it. It may be much longer than a couple of months, from what I'm told. So you want to go ahead and get the uh, fifth printing. And uh, it covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants in your landscape and garden. It's 344 pages, a hardback, 840 photographs printed in San Antonio, not in China. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You order it from my office by calling during the week, 800-752-GROW. That's weekdays, 800-752-4769. Or the better way is to order it right now from neilsperry.com. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. Satisfaction is guaranteed. That uh, website is N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. 74,000 copies sold, not one request for a refund. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, wbroofing.com. The ever-shifting soil in North Texas is responsible for more foundation damage than any other single factor, and we are so blessed to have advanced foundation repair here among us. They will come to your home and do a free home inspection, and they can do it just as well right now in February as they could do it in the middle of July. It doesn't have to be hot to identify foundation problems. It doesn't have to be hot to fix a foundation. It doesn't have to be hot to get in line for foundation repairs. In fact, there may not be a line if you call in February. This is a great time to have your foundation repaired. You know the symptoms. If windows and doors don't work the way they're supposed to, if you're seeing cracks and and, uh, tape and bed work is failing, you need to call Advanced Foundation Repair for that free home inspection. They are great. 26 years. They've been my advertiser. 26 years I've told you about them. Their phone number, 214-333-0003, foundationrepairs.com. That's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Wendy Vanderbeck with Callaway's in South Fort Worth. And now, back to Neil. Many years I say that about a lot of people. I've been around. Maybe that's the reason. We're visiting today with Dr. George Ray McEachern of Texas A&M, uh, retired, but he's still with Texas A&M. When I use a website, I still use that A&M website, uh, 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 email to, to get word to George Ray. And he's been my friend for a long, long time. Let's go to Fred in Athens. Fred, you're on the line with Dr. George Ray McEachern. Thanks to you both. I called a couple of years ago, and Kansas were recommended. I planted the three of them. And I lost two of them in the big trees we had a year ago. And I'm wondering, uh, the one that's left, if I can take some grafting stock off of that and graft the other two that died. 
And if so, when do I take that stock? Folks, well, he's we talking about Kansas, wood Kansas pecan. So, yeah, yeah we need George to Ray, I was, exp- I was explaining to everybody he's talking about Kansas pecan so that everybody okay. will understand. Yeah, Kansas is a good variety. Collect your graft wood now. Grafting is not uh, is very difficult on pecans. Uh, that's why we have such a strong nursery trade for buying trees that are already grafted. But you can go online. There are publications that I put out many years ago that show you how to graft pecans. Use the use the Texas A and M grafting technique, and you'll. I, I would say this: the easiest graft you can use on young trees is the banana graft that came through through. Kentucky, yep. then Kansas, Oklahoma. Now we use it in Texas. All right. I appreciate it. And the stock should be what, about eight, eight inches long? Say again? The stock that's cut off for grafting should be about eight inches long. How long? Yeah, pencil size. Uh, anywhere okay. from a quarter of an inch in diameter up to three-eighths of an inch in diameter and the main thing is keep it in uh, not wet but a damp. Take paper towels, squeeze all the water out, and graft your, uh, wrap your grass stack sticks in that. Then put them in a polyethylene bag and hold them in the refrigerator until you're ready to graft. And you, you, I even carry my graft wood to the field in a little ice chest. So we don't want the grafts to get any kind of heat before you put them in the tree in May. In May they graft in. Okay, I was thinking April. I appreciate your information. Well, you can sometimes. Sometimes the trick is the bark has to peel off when you graft. If you try to graft before the bark peels, it's too early. All righty. Thank you kindly. Thank you, Fred, for the call very, very much. All right, let's take a a quick break. We have a newscast coming up in a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll get that done, and then we'll be right back with more questions. Harold and Stephenville, stay with us. You're talking about one of the most productive fruit crops in Texas, and we want to make sure we get your question. Womack Nursery Company, located at, I'm going to give you the physical address, but you don't have to drive there. I do this just to make sure I get it on the record. 2551 State Highway 6 in DeLeon, Texas. And uh, the uh, Womack Nursery family has been in business since the since the 1930s bringing the finest in fruit and pecan varieties to the gardeners and the growers in the state of texas and beyond since that time they work hand in hand with the research scientists and the extension workers of texas a&m to make sure that they are growing the varieties most recommended when they begin the season in December, their digging season, they have those varieties. Now, there is a chance that some of them are sold out even at that point. And the farther you get into the digging season, which extends into early March, the greater the chance that the variety you want might be sold out. But if you hear George Ray talking today about uh, specific varieties, and if it's something that appeals to you, then you need to get on the uh, website and see if Womax has it. And if they still have it and it's something you want, then that would be a very good source for you. There are other good sources, but I'm here to tell you that Womax tries to have all of them. This is an ad for Womack Nursery. This does not imply any endorsement by George Ray or by Texas A&M. I'm just here to tell you that Womack's has stuck their their hat on the on the hook, saying we're going to do pecans and and grapes and brambleberries, and we're going to do them right, and we're going to make a career of that. And they have certainly done that. This is a fine family 
Nursery. Contact information. They do their sales by mail order. That's the good news. So you don't have to go to DeLeon over toward the heart of Texas. Uh, the uh, contact information, WomackNursery.com. Good website. W-O-M-A-C-K, Nursery.com. Phone number, 254 893 Six four nine seven. That's two five four eight nine three sixty four ninety seven. And one more time, you are invited to come if you want to. I think they're open Monday through Saturday. Twenty five fifty one State Highway six, De Leon, D E capital L E O N, Texas seven six four four four. Womacks in De Leon. One hundred years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. A former Clinton campaign lawyer under the microscope. I'm Kim Lampkins from the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com. WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. After multiple problems earlier this morning, it's pretty smooth sailing on the roadways right now. That lingering problem on Loop 12, Walton Walker southbound at Jefferson Davis has been cleared. If you see a problem spot, let us know. Call the traffic tip hotline 214-866-8888. That's WB... Now the WBAP forecast. I'm WFA meteorologist Kyle Roberts. It'll end up being a warmer end of the weekend after a chilly start. Temperatures will climb into the low 60s by this afternoon with a southwest wind becoming northwest about 5 to 15 miles an hour. Plenty of sunshine as we end the weekend. Monday will start off in the upper 30s, but then around 70 by Monday afternoon with plenty of sunshine. Those 70s continue on Tuesday again. Sunny skies and highs in the low 70s. Right now it's 33 degrees in Dallas and 32 in Fort Worth. Potential conflict of interest filing from Special Counsel John Durham regarding the legal representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, including some stunning allegations pertaining to the ongoing investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. Fox's Alexandria Hoff has more. Now, in this motion, under a section titled Factual Background, Durham reveals that Sussman paid an Internet company to infiltrate servers at the White House and Trump Tower in order to create a narrative connecting then-President Trump to a Kremlin-tied bank. Durham says that Sussman billed the Clinton campaign after the Internet company that a person known as Tech Executive One worked for, quote, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers as, quote, part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. An uh, investigation is underway after an alleged burglary suspect was shot and wounded by Mesquite police early Saturday. Police say the incident happened during a foot chase after officers responded to a report of someone possibly breaking into an apartment in the 4700 block of Samuel Boulevard. Just after midnight, the suspect ran off through a parking lot and was shot multiple times. According to police, they have not said what led to that shooting, but a gun was found on the scene. Two officers were involved. I'm Kim Lampkins. Our next news update is at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day. And stay informed with News Talk 820 WBAP 99.5 FM HD 2 and WBAP.com. Wild Birds Unlimited, your source of all great feeders and feeds and seeds and help and enthusiasm for feeding the wild birds around your home. There are three of their local stores that have joined together to make this uh, sponsorship available to you. In Dallas, 5715 West Lover's Lane, that's David's store. Lover's Lane next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center, and in fact they're about a block west of the Dallas North Tollway. 
in Dallas. Ron's store, a brand new store. Ron has moved his store after all those years to 5708 Abrams Road, one block south of Northwest Highway. And in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And uh, that's just very convenient to uh, uh, to the uh, Sam Rayburn Tollway, just north of the McKinney High School football stadium, very visible from uh, Sam Rayburn. So I hope you'll get into one of those three stores and let them know that you listen uh, to the program and appreciate their sponsorship. Goldfinches are at the feeders all across north central Texas. Woodpeckers and winter warblers, juncos and other native sparrows are showing up now. They'll come to platform feeders. Screech owls cleaning out their uh, boxes or claiming their boxes and getting ready for this year's brood. I hope that you will let them show you what they can offer you to, to bring birds to your backyard. It's really exciting. WBU.com slash DFW. Wild Birds Unlimited, bringing people and nature together and doing it with excellence. Your latest news, traffic, and weather. It's good to just keep you in the know. Available on your smart devices. All you have to do is ask. Hey, Google, play WBAP. Arborological services, the experts your trees deserve. For many, many years, approaching 25 years, they have been my sponsors here. And for that same length of time, they've been the only people who will ever touch my trees. They've done some beautiful work at our home, and they'll continue to do more. I need to give you their phone number, but I need to give you a heads up if you're not an existing customer of Arborological Services. The phone number is toll-free because there are so many area codes in the Metroplex. They chose to do that. They serve the Dallas-Fort Worth area only. This is not a national company. Their phone number is 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. And the warning that comes with that is with all the ice damage from a week ago, they are behind again and they are ministering to their existing customers. They, if you need their help, they'll put you on a list and get to you very quickly. But they want to get all the work done at their existing customers' homes first, and that's only fair. You will become an existing customer, and then you'll get that priority service immediately after that. And uh, the delay won't be terribly long, uh, but uh, Steve Hauser reached out to me to give me that heads up, and I said, you know, Steve, I already knew that, because this is the way they operate. They care about their their customers. They're really good folks. You're going to be so thrilled. They have won all of the awards. They are the best in the business. Just hear me. That's not ad copy. That's Neil Hartfelt uh, uh, commentary. 866-552-7267 on the web, arborological.com, arborological services. Let the Texas certified nursery professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Rob from the Preston Road Store in Plano, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Rob, very much. And we are back uh, visiting with Dr. George Ray McEachern of Texas A&M, uh, retired a year ago and uh, within the first couple of months granted the designation as Professor Emeritus of Texas A&M. And uh, I'll go back 30 years before that or 40 years, my dad was given that same designation. And I thought my dad was the best man I ever knew in my life. And so when George Ray got that same designation, I thought, 
That's a pretty good guy. So, but I already knew that. Uh, George Ray, we have Harold in Stephenville who wants to ask you about blackberries. Folks, we have one line open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Harold, good morning. How can George Ray help you? I know what I got is I got uh, three acres of sand and, and, uh, Two acres of clay. My my blackberries do good in uh, sand, but does he recommend anything for the clay? And um, my nurseryman told me to go with thornless. <laughs> well, I would go with the strongest growing blackberries we can go, use, and that is uh, Washita is now the number one blackberry grown in the South. Our old old Tommy Brazos was the first, the father of all the new blackberries in the South. All came from the Texas A&M variety known Brazos. And Brazos is still a good variety, but it's not as strong. A&M came out with a second series of varieties under Hollis uh, Bowen, and the best one in that was named Roseboro. But still, the number one blackberry for you to grow is Washita, Q-U-A. Yeah, that's what's in the that's what's in the top. What he told me put in that place all was a rapaho. Yeah, well, that's Have a rapaho. Ever heard of a, that? good, a good one too. But the one that's now above rapaho is now Washita, which is a Washita River in Arkansas that goes down in Louisiana. You spell it Q U A C H I T A is the best blackberry you can grow. Harold, are you hearing George Ray okay? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what, what I'm saying is, uh, do do I need to do any more than just till between the rows and and clean it out, or or? Uh, yeah, another thing I you can know. do that a lot of people don't do is, as soon as your shoots produce berries. You need to cut them down cut them and take them off. Harold, hang on. Harold, hang on a second and let George Ray answer so so you can hear him. Okay. Okay, the yeah. best thing you can do in management on blackberries is as soon as you finish picking the fruiting canes, cut those canes out, and that allows the prima canes, which are only one year old, one year old to grow to their full potential. So the the other than harvesting, the best management tool you can have is good irrigation, and as soon as they bear, cut them down and get them out. They only live two years. So as soon as they bear, cut them down, and that lets the other canes grow to their full potential. Okay. All right. Good deal. Thank I you, Harold, very, very much. Thank you. Pre- appreciate your call. Watch it all, uh, Blackberries, folks, and, and spell it one more time for us because that one is, is not what people expect. <laughs> Q-U-A-C-H-I. Washita. Same as the Arkansas Baptist College in Arkansas. Arkansas and, and that's the river in Arkansas. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question from Dana in Colleyville that came in. Folks, if you're just joining us, this is Dr. George Ray McEachern. We have a line open now. Harold's line is open at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. So call right now. And uh, knowing that I would have a few little odd moments here and there, uh, I invited my people who subscribe to eGardens, my free Thursday night electronic newsletter. Uh, if you want to sign up for eGardens, there are there there are momentary uh, benefits from it, like this. 
um, and you can do so at my website at neilspray.com. I invited them to submit questions to George Ray, and we're going to do, deal with two or three of them right now. And uh, these are going to be on plums. I want to get away from pecans for a couple minutes. Um, Dana in Colleyville has two methylly plums. Uh, and uh, Dana says that they flower beautifully and set fruit well, but then uh, they the fruit falls off at varying times, some almost fully grown. What can be done to stop that? Well, we have, a, we have several problems with plums. We need to allow the tree to grow to its full potential for two or three years, and then every winter we need to take about 30% of the shoots out so that the shoots remaining will be more vigorous. Once the plums, that gives us a strong tree. Once the, tr- the, the plums bloom and they pollinate, they'll grow to their full potential, but they're, highly, they're susceptible to uh, brown rot. And brown rot is, like she says, they turn brown and they fall off. So we don't uh, use the fungicide as much on plums as we do on peaches, but you need to work in a, a, fl- a, a, a fungicide spray so, to control the brown rot somewhere uh, past full bloom when the plums are about uh, pea size. When the plums are pea size, a fung- one fungicide spray there would help stop your brown rot. All right, methylene is still the uh, the plum that you would recommend folks plant, correct? Yes, sir. Methylene is, you know, one of the top of all fruits to plant. It does well uh, year after year for us. That's and been the case all of my variety. It's over 100 years old. Yeah. It came to us from South Africa, so we're, we're glad to have it, and it does good. All of my career, methylene plum and orient pears have been there for me, and and yeah, uh, have always, right. always been recommended. All right, I have another question from Danny. Don't know where Danny is, uh, and I don't know the variety of plum. But he says they did well almost until harvest, then turned mushy and brown. Is that also brown rot? That's brown rot. Yes. All right. So same answer goes there. So Danny, you are covered, and uh, I'll put a star by that one. And uh, let me go back to the phones. We have Will in McKinney with a fig question. Will, you're on the air with George Ray. Go for it. Thank you. Uh, last year, the freeze got my fig bush, so I cut back all of the dead limbs. I have probably a dozen or more stalks coming out of the ground. I'd like to find out what's the recommendation, uh, leave them all or cut them back to a lesser number. Well, I would cut them back to about five. You could have 30, and that gets a little crowded as the tree begins to grow. So go to your five strongest one, cut the others out, and then the big deal is mulch them with all your grass clipping. If you have a grass catcher on your lawnmower, every time and that and if the mulch gets up a foot high, that's fantastic. That's what you want. Figs have a problem with uh, no seed, no true seeds, and they fall off a lot. So. The, the deeper the soil, the better, and the more you mulch them, the better. It helps stabilize the soil moisture. We also George Ray, is there? Nematode, we also have nematodes on figs more than any other crop on earth, so this mulch also helps stabilize the, uh, the nematode problem. Is there any problem with mulch that deep uh, repelling rainfall and repelling irrigation yeah, water? Yeah, rain is good. If you, you, you know, if you could catch rain and pour it on them, that would be good. But 
you know, usually water moves laterally in the soil, and if you have a, a soil that drains well, water moves in the soil. If you're on a clay soil and it doesn't move well, you know, a thinner mulch might be might be a good idea, like you're pointing out. Uh, the main thing is we don't want any grass or weeds growing up under the fig trees. We want only figs for uh, maybe two or three feet from the edge of your clump. Right. I think we lost even even Celeste figs last year to the ground, did we not, in North Texas? Yeah, it was a bad deal. We lost. We have a real problem at the A&M Pecan Orchard. We had the largest stand of Alma figs in the, in the world, and the freeze came in, and it really zapped us. So we're hoping we cut them all off at the ground, and we're hoping that we get you know, some of these fig trees to come back, we would hate to lose Alma. And it uh, never has been a high demand, so there's no nursery propagating Alma. So, mm. you know, we're worried about the freeze from the saving Alma as much as saving the tree itself. This is why you want to have, and, and uh, A&M already knows this, uh, they're brilliant research people, you want to have your uh, uh, gene protoplasm spread several places. We're trying to do that with our crate You're right trails. about that. Yeah. I don't know if it's, we have a national repository, one at Cornell and one at, in California, and uh, hopefully the Alma fig is in, you know, the one in California. In, in New York, mm-hmm. in Cornell, it'd be frozen. So it, Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, I, I considered graduate school at Cornell, and it was 20 below when I went up there to look. I, th- I think that might have taken them out. All right, yeah, let me see where our time is. Need to take a break. We'll come back. We have uh, Will in, I'm sorry, uh, James in Waxahachie. Uh, okay, this one you have on your sheets, George Ray from People, and it was replicated about five times, trying to grow strawberries, recommended on how and what variety. We will deal with strawberries as soon as I get this break out of the way. Uh, well, I I'm going to sit back and listen. That That is not an easy crop. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, now in his fifth printing. I'll do the quick version of this. Folks, if you want this book, you better buy this book. I'll have it. It's just a question of when because of paper shortages. Who would have guessed? I mean, this began two years ago with toilet paper and paper towels for crying out loud. Get the paper made, folks. And uh, I want quality paper for my book, so I'm willing to wait. I have enough of the fifth printing. My first request to get the the sixth printing done of my printer in San Antonio was October 24th, I believe, was the date. And now I'm still waiting for the the sixth printing to finish. It's half done. They're sitting on pallets waiting to go to the bindery. And uh, so we'll we'll get there. But uh, it's... uh, here I have the fifth printing, so I can get a book to you if you order it soon, but I probably will run out, just like before. So I was trying to avoid. Chapter 1, Basics of Gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants that you're trying to grow successfully. Lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables, the whole works. And then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. It's all in this book, 344 pages, 840 photos, and uh, the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. I sign every copy as it sells. I'll be signing tonight. Eh, forget that. I'll be signing tomorrow. I'm watching the Super Bowl. And uh, we'll get them in the mail tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. Your satisfaction is guaranteed, or I'll give you a full refund. 74,000 copies sold to date. 
not a, not one request for a refund. It's only thirty six ninety five, and uh, the price will go up with that sixth printing. So get the fifth now. And uh, here are the two ways you can order it. Call my office Monday through Friday. Business hours, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way, by far the better way, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. For more than 20 years, I've told you about Advanced Foundation Repair, leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner-to-owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's Foundation Repair. Repairs.com. They are good. Told you that earlier. Callaway's Nursery, also good. And they sponsor this entire hour, this entire year, as they have for many, many years. 21 local Callaway's Nurseries get in today. They'll be open until 6 tonight. Imagine your own garden filled with fruit trees. It's easy with a little help from the friendly experts at Callaway's. You'll find a great selection in all of those 21 neighborhood stores throughout the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Fresh, just-picked fruit is an absolute treat. And this is the year for you to get started. Callaway's has every th- everyone's favorite pizza, harvester, and more. You'll get the sweet taste, juicy texture, and enjoy the, the blossoms in your own garden. Or try Fuyu persimmons. They're fast-growing and easy to care for. Morris plums, another great addition for any garden. Let Callaway's help plant all of your new fruit trees with their pick-and-plant service. It's as easy as choosing the fruit trees or any other trees you want, letting them know where you want them to plant them. And uh, you can grow your own fruit with confidence because of their 100% satisfaction guarantee on everything they sell. If you have questions, visit with one of their many Texas-certified nursery professionals. Tap into their knowledge. Shop local at any of their community stores or order online at Callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Open seven days a week for your shopping convenience. They're great. They're Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest plants, products, and services. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn, very, very much. And uh, once again, we're visiting with Dr. George Ray McEachern, as we have for 39 years now on, on the same day as the, uh, as the Super Bowl. We go to James in Waxahachie. James, this is Neil with George Ray and with you. How can he help you? Hello, James. You know what, George Ray, I'll bet he thought that I had already asked his question for him and just hung up, so <laughs> we will go ahead and do that. We'll just talk about strawberries. What, oh, uh, what variety do you... Yeah, are you there? Yeah, there you go. Go for it. Okay. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry. Uh, no, sir, uh, Dr. McEachern, we're in the Blackland Prairie, and we want to try to uh, grow some strawberries this year or see if it's worth attempting and wanted to know what variety you recommended or do you recommend it, trying it at all and and, and uh, what techniques should we tr- attempt 
You know, we need to do what we want to do in life, and growing strawberries is a challenge, but if that's what we want to do, let's do it. Well, first thing, they need a deep, well-drained soil. So in black land, that means you're going to use a raised bed. A long time ago, uh, Neil can remember, I had a a pyramid that we built out of uh, 2x12 timbers, and we raised the strawberries in this pyramid made out of boards that was uh, anywhere from a foot to two feet above the ground. That means they get maximum drainage. We all, Strawberries also require a deep, well-drained soil. And on black land, you don't have that, so it means you're going to use a raised bed to grow them. Now, the varieties we've We've been dominated. We used to have a breeding program at A&M, at LSU, and all, but all the strawberries now come from California. They're raised right on the edge of the Pacific Ocean from north of San Francisco all the way down to the uh, Mexican border. And I mean, when I say literally, the strawberries are grown within view of the ocean, and it never freezes, but they have this cold weather that, that blows in every day. Now... They produce very high tonnage. They produce strawberries from December all the way around to September, whereas when you plant strawberries at your location, they're going to bear for maybe five weeks at the most. Some weeks, is only, years, is only three weeks. So we will oh, never be able to do what they do in California because they have that long, cool producing. And another thing I need to point out to you is, we grow strawberries now that are no longer long day shortly. They're what we call day neutral, meaning they will flower as long as the weather is very cool. Well, in Texas, cool <laughs> in the spring is only a short period of time, but in California, it's cool. The ocean keeps this uh, strawberry region cool all year. So. The short version of it is, if you want to grow strawberries, it's a good, fun project. But if you really like strawberries, you need to go to the grocery store. <laughs> okay. It's that's going to be a challenge. And I'm a strawberry man, but uh, that's the story. You got the long tail on it. Is there is there any particular variety, these varieties from California you mentioned? Yeah, the, the one that has stood the test of time is called Chandler. We also have one that for homeowners called Sequoia. And Sequoia is large, it's very red, it's very delicious, but it's really soft. But for a homeowner, you're not shipping it, so Sequoia is good. So we say Chandler is good, Sequoia is good. And in California, they also grow one called Camarosa. And uh, these varieties, Chandler may be uh, available at local nurseries, but what we do commercially is is we grow, we buy a strawberry plants from California that are grown in the top of mountains where it's really, really cool, or when we used to grow strawberries in the lower Rio Grande Valley, we would get our plants from New Zealand, and they would ship them in frozen from New Zealand from a different hemisphere, so we'd be getting them in the wintertime to plant them in the springtime. Strawberries are uh, probably the most sophisticated or complicated commercial fruit crop grown anywhere in the world, so doing it at home is going to be a real challenge. James, James, (laughs) try something else, (laughs) really seriously. <laughs> okay. Well, well. Thank you. Thank you for your honest answer. I appreciate it. That was a wonderful answer. That's the best answer, George Ray, I've ever heard. 
anybody give for well, growing strawberries in Texas. You know, Amazon's. I did my master's on strawberries, so I'm still attached oh, to them. That, uh, that would have worn me out. Oh, my goodness. But uh, all research doesn't turn out positively. That's the thing we need to know, and, and that's a very useful uh, answer for people because they really get to get uh, frustrated. Uh, Rose uh, wrote in a question asking if she could grow strawberries beneath her blackberries. I think mercifully I yeah, yeah, mercifully we'll tell her no. They need more light than that, but you also don't want to go in there hunting for the, the strawberries, and they're not going to compete well anyway, and, and you don't want strawberries anyway because they're too much trouble. Just let the blackberries do their thing. They are so productive. Folks, we have another hour coming up. We have all the formalities out of the way, and so it's going to move even faster. George Ray McEachern is wonderful, as you're hearing, and, and this is a great program. This is working out wonderfully. We have two lines open right now. If you'd like to call quickly, 800-288-9227. Stay tuned. 